Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Today is Wednesday, March 6th, 2019. I'm Shannon, and I'm here with Natalie, Sarah, Stacy, and Natalia. And we are going to talk to you today about some of our favorite books from our childhoods. Yay! Good evening, ladies. I'm so excited. Hello. Hello. So this is Natalie's first appearance on the Book of Bistro podcast. We're so happy that she's here. Yes, it's a very good thing. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. Thank you. (laughs) So now everyone has been heard because Brooke was on last week. You're on now. Mm -hmm. So before we dive into the episode, there must be housekeeping. You can find us on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. Once you're there, you can like and or follow the page. You can also join our Facebook listener group where you can interact with us as well as with other podcast listeners. If you would like to get a hold of us for any reason, if you have questions, comments, um, perhaps you would like a book recommendation or you want to tell us what you're reading, pretty much anything at all, you can do that via Facebook as well. Or you can send us a message through email, and that address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. Now, we have had so much fun coming up with the books for this episode, and we decided to do it a little bit differently um, rather than each of us like talking about a specific book. We're just kind of going to all chat and do our best to um, not talk over one another. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she's reprimanding us all the uh, time. No, I am <laughs> not. I am not. Raise your hand. <laughs> yes, raise your one hand. One line. No one will see. <laughs> one line. Yes. Single file. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I'm going to try to structure it a little bit just to kind of direct how the conversation goes. I'm going to ask Stacy to start us off and we will see where we go from here. So Sarah and I grew up reading quite a bit. And, you know, I remember the first audio book we received as very, very young children was called, what, what is it called, Sarah? The man who lost his head. And that was, <laughs> wow. Yeah, and, but it ended up being on his shoulders the whole yes. time. He looked all over a, a carnival. But anyway, when we were five, when we were five, we got the entire Little House series, Little House on the Prairie series for Christmas. And they were in print. And one of my like fondest childhood memories is of my sister and me every night before we go to bed, we'd sit in our bed and our mom would come in and sit down and read to us from the Little House books. And we read the every enti- night, every Aww. night. And we read the entire series this way. And it was so great. And that's really, I think, where our passion for reading was born. You know, first of all, it was great to spend that time with our mom. But secondly, it was where, you know, I mean, Laura's adventures were so amazing to us. And we, for years, played Laura and Mary all the time, like in different <laughs> scenarios. And- yes. Yeah. Stacey always made me be Mary. Though. Yeah, I she totally got to be Laura. <laughs> I was a bossy twin. <laughs> I always liked to be Mary. My friend Kelly and I used to act these out as well. I'm not, I sense a theme here. I'm not sure why. Um, and I, 
I was always very content to let her be Laura. But then we would try to get like her little brother and sisters to play with us too. And then her brother like wouldn't really want to. Yeah. And he would say like, oh, I think I'd rather like play hockey. And be like very displeased by this. Why would you want to play hockey when, when you, you could play, play Laura and Mary? And we had a little house. We had so many scenarios. Like we used to love to do like on the banks of Plum Creek in that book where um where Laura is trying to cross the footbridge over the creek and she falls in. And we used to play that in our pool all the time. Remember oh, Sarah? Yeah. Like with the raft and the footbridge. Yeah. So I don't know, but that was where, I mean, truly for me, like I, when I think of reading, I don't think of the man who lost his head and our first audiobook. but <laughs> I actually think of those nights, like sitting there with my mom and like reading these books, like, you know, I mean, it took us a couple of years to read them all, you know, well, sure. and, and we just, we would read together and How it just was, um, eight or nine little house in the big woods, little house in the prairie banks of Plum Creek. Um, what's the one after that? On the, the shores, shores of Silver Lake. Shores of Silver Lake. Little Town on the Prairie? Was yeah. That? I forgot no, wait, the Long oh, yeah. Winter. Wait, what about oh, the, oh, the Long Winter? I think that was before Silver Lake, wasn't it? No, it was after. Oh, anyway. And then there was Farmer Boy in there about Almanzo. Right. And, and then, then Little Town on the Prairie. These happy, happy Golden, golden years. years. And the first four years. So. so there were a lot of them. Yeah. Yes. And same char- about the same characters? Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, they- yeah. But as they grew up, you don't know the story. No, I don't know the story at all. I'm telling you though, it's it's timeless. You could pick it up and read Mm -hmm. it right now. And never watched it on TV. No. Yeah, there were also TV series. I I used to watch Sesame Street and Dragon Tales. No, but we still watch kids. But but we still watch Little House. Like if it's on on like the Hallmark Channel, I'm telling you. I didn't have cable until I was. You know, I got cable when my parents bought a house that the association included cable. <laughs> oh, okay, well. But yes, they're all about, like, the Ingalls family from the time Laura's, like, five, five? all the way up through. Oh, like, this is the Laura Ingalls her- books. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you heard oh, of her? No. Now <laughs> do we know? Yes, now I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I feel so dumb right now. <laughs> But you know what? It is like it is true that I think all of our favorite childhood books are the the ones that are really timeless. Like Little House on the Prairie, Anne of Green Gables, which we're not talking about yet. No, we will talk. I haven't read it either. A little bit. When we talk about it, I will have read it. Thank you. You, Well, there are quite a few books, so you got to get started. But oh, um, I'm a speed reader, Natalia. I'm gonna put my mom. I'm going to put my mom voice on right now, Natalia, and tell you that you are going to want to be on our Anne of Green Gables episode, yes. so you better get reading because you're going to love They're them. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> everyone should see everyone should see the world like Anne does. I know. Oh, it's true. Right. Yeah. So, I I think it's true, Natalie, that a lot of them are timeless. I'm not sure that I would say all. Like yeah, I'm not sure that not Nancy all. Drew is particularly timeless. Right. Oh, well, Nancy Drew was around in the 60s and the 80s, and she was still 18 Actually, and drove a Mustang. She True. was 18 starting in, like, the, I think the like first Nancy Drew, or something. the 20s, I think the first one came oh, out. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. there's She's also books with old. her, like, as an eight-year-old. Really? Oh, the those Nancy are, Drew, what are they those called? Those are after my time, nope. I think. Notebook. I've yeah, never seen yeah. those. Yeah. I've seen, They like, were after uh, our time. Yeah. Like, the mystery... 
like a, the Nancy Drew mystery stories, which were kind of like the less intense ones. And then I saw like the case files ones, which were the ones that I read. Like Wings of Fear. Oh, that was so good. Secrets That's what they- Can Kill. Oh, yes. The oh, Case yeah. of the Tapping Heels. Yeah, that was a mystery. That was like one of the, like the mystery Those are like ones. from the 60s. Yeah. Yes. The ones in the 80s were a little more scary, I feel like. Yes. Yes, they were. Yeah. What is that one about like you get kidnapped in a, like in a taxi cab? But yes, <laughs> but I mean, truly by fire. I oh, I remember that with one. The, with the being That's abducted. the taxi cab. Yes. They were taking the cars and painting them. They were taking, like, stealing cars and painting them. I think yes, that was part were. of it because Ned's car got stolen. Yes. Because she was always with Ned. Ned no Nickerson. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then her friends were George, George and George and yeah. Yeah. But, yes. like, I mean, does anyone else remember, like, being young and having these, like, profound moments with books, like, with, like, a parent or a friend or, like, I don't know, to me – the the reading out loud to me part was just as amazing as the like the Laura Ingalls Wilder stories like I don't know like so my grandma my dad's mom used to read for me a lot and I didn't live with her so it's not like I could you know read with her every night but she would record books on tape for me that the Aww. library didn't have so I love that nice grammy That's yes cool. so she read um, some of the Nancy Drews that weren't available to me, like, you know, on, <laughs> on cassette or record back, you know, in the 80s. Record! You guys had records! Uh, we yes, totally we did. did. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God! And um, like books on record? Yeah. Yep. Seriously. Yeah. I want yep. to talk about this. <laughs> and yeah. so she would read those. She read me, gosh, like, a lot of books. Like, she would just, like, find these books at, like thrift stores or yard sales she read me like some donna parker books i don't know who that is i don't know who that is i don't either like a series that was popular i think like in like the 60s uh-huh and she would find them and like she read me those and so i felt really lucky that a lot of things you know when i was younger that i wanted to read that i couldn't get um you know she would read for me and then like she would come over and she would have you know books like that she'd recorded onto, you know, several cassettes. Oh, and it was amazing. Nice. Yeah. Did Do you, you still have them? Yes, yeah, so I was going to ask that. I, I don't have them in my possession. I think that my mom still has some of them, like in our, um, like keepsake boxes that she has of like stuff for us. You should get oh those like digitally. Yeah, done. you. Yeah, yeah, she keeps those. Special. I know how to do it. Yeah. Because that's so special. I think that's so special. I feel yes. like I don't have anything more special to add to that. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was a solitary reader because I did. And, you know, my dad used to read out loud to us. And um, I remember specifically like this book about the Siamese twins that he read to us. That was cool. But I, I just, you know, they got tired and they're like, okay, it's time to go to bed. And I'm like, right. no, 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 it's no, time to what's happening next. I so, no, there was no <laughs> Let's talk about the Babysitter's Club, Let's though, talk about them. Yeah. I mean, so, yes. Christy Thomas, let's see if we remember. Claudia Kishi. Claudia K- Kishi, yeah. Marianne Spear. Oh, Marianne Stacey Spears. Stacey Dawn. McGill. Stacey McGill. Dawn. 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 Schaefer. Schaefer. Yes. Oh. Yes. She's a California Abby. girl. Yeah. Yes. I don't and Abby Mallory um, and Jess. I don't. Oh yes. Who's Abby? Those are later. Who's Abby? Those are later. Later. I know Mallory and Jess. Jesse. I just don't know Abby. 
I loved those books. I, I read them I don't know how many times. And if I were to read them now again, I would still love them because there's something yes. about that series that it's I so, want to read them again. It's so easy to get into those books. And it's so right. in a way it's kind of formulaic formulaic because it starts the same way. Like they introduce <laughs> the club in every book. Yeah. And, oh, and they it, do. I yes, yes. And they always right. have and to it, tell it you it should be boring, but it's not. They no, always it's have not. to tell it's you like really the nice. same things about them. Like Yeah. You know, Christy is the tomboy. Claudia is the Claudia is the, the like artsy art trendy. Yeah. Yeah. Marianne Shy. She's my favorite. I don't know why. Marianne like Shy, but she's the first to get a boyfriend. That's right. It's true. Right. Totally. It's the shy ones you got to fear. Oh, is that not appropriate for childhood? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think it's interesting too because, you know, when you're reading them, because I was in fourth grade when Christy's Great Idea came out. And like, so that's when I started oh, reading them. Wow. Yeah, we yeah. Are, yeah. Yeah. We're in a different generation. And so I got it <laughs> at school, you know, in my, um, it was like a, one of the books you could get like in the magazine at school. The book and, order. Right. And, Scholastic book. Oh, yeah. yes. And we read them on the beach in Florida and they were in print. Like my aunt read some of it. My mom read some. We read like three books of those down there. But the thing, Aww. the thing that I find interesting about those books is they always had the same, um, like you know, at least two people would be in a fight pretty much in every book. And there was always like right. um, a, a tough child or like a parent that was challenging. Yeah, and... It followed a formula. Yeah. Yes. And they... Or a stewardess. But... Yeah, but it never got old. No, and they, all no, worked, no. And they always figured it out, like by the end. And I just, I don't know. It just was so great. And they le- I think they taught you about like problem solving and responsibility. Yes, right. And so here's the thing. So Shannon and I um, were talking the other day. I think it was just. Just, just the two of us. Yeah, you might have been were there too. Home on the bus, I think. Yes, and I said something. We were talking about the child this episode, and I said, "Yeah, and of course we have to talk about Christie's great idea." And yes. Shannon's like, "But was it really?" <laughs> right. <laughs> right? I don't think it would be a great idea. No, today. no. I mean, oh if God. those books were put out today with these twelve-year-olds that wanted to babysit. Do you think they would have gotten business? Because now that I have uh, kids, I wouldn't give them business. No, I don't, no, no a I don't lot know. has changed. Yes, yeah, a lot has changed. But back in the day, like when we were reading these books in fourth grade, our babysitters were twelve, and they were very responsible and like, you know, like good babysitters. Like my parents and, were, yeah, felt comfortable he, leaving us. Even just the way they started their babysitting service, when you think about it, like I think it was Claudia had her own phone line. And yes. Put up yes. flyers. And... Right. I never had my own phone line. <laughs> I know. No. You know, it's, it really shows you how much has changed. So even from that perspective, I don't right. know, like, what would a babysitter's club look like now? <laughs> Maybe you know, 16, kind of have like 17. a Twitter account. It's I don't know. Like, have like Instagram, Instagram like, yeah. hashtag BSC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think what I really liked about those books is, I mean, especially when you're kind of like between the ages of 10 and 12, the idea right. of a couple of girls having like this spe- special secret club and like right. something they were working on together and they would get together and have meetings and like somebody would be taking the minutes and like yes. Yes. it's just like a special club right yeah female power and they always had awesome junk food hidden around claudia's room yes. in her yes. hollow book. Like, inside a book yes, yes. but oh, yes. you know that series was very interesting because anna martin she she kind of dealt with some different disability aspects too i mean stacy yes. had a diagnosis of 
um, type, type one diabetes. diabetes, diabetes. I believe. Yeah. They had a whole book. Now I don't really think, I really think a lot of it was very stereotypical and not normal, you know, not like how things really are, but there was a book, um, Christy and the secret, secret of Susan. Of Susan. Yep. And mm. Susan had autism and she was very like rain man. It wasn't very like a lot of people on the spectrum aren't really like that, but still she was trying to educate about like people. It wasn't all the same, like, little perfect children I think in mm-hmm. one of them there were like kids that were black that moved into town that they had to watch I don't remember what it which mm-hmm. one it was an abandoned and, baby and also an they babies. talked about divorce and, yes and and the death of a dog was in that book oh yeah and there and, was also like for Claudia her grandma died yes yes that was that sad. was like super sad Claudia and the mean Janine oh, yes, yes Claudia and mean but I also feel like Claudia had a learning disability um, yes and I, it yes. wasn't really you know something that they really went into great detail but I know that school was hard for her so I, I thought it was interesting that even back in such a different time they did do right. she did tackle a lot of really relevant young young woman young girl topics that were right important and I, I still have those books in my garage and i've been meaning to donate like them in braille but oh. i i can't i just can't oh and I, I told my hey. dad the other day i'm like wait but i'm having a baby now i can read it to somebody and i read them all the way till high school and i actually had a my eighth grade english teacher when we were doing reading logs he's like so what are you reading and i i think i was reading like either claudia and the mean janine or marianne um one of the Marianne one that's after her, her, her father makeover. gets married. No, after her house gets burned down. Mm. Oh. And she's she's living in the new house. Yes. And he remember. made fun of me. He he was like that's but terrible. Aren't you too old to read this. And and um you know and I you know, I, I was kind of slick. I was like, Well, you know, I read at a college level, so I feel like I can read whatever I want. <laughs> Good for you, Natalia. Well, you know, yeah. here's the thing. I mean, it was it's hard to let sassy. but it was hard to let go and move away from it this is. club. I mean, they were yeah. part of our lives for a long time and like every I swear every month a new book came out. I know. And I think I haven't read them all. I honestly think I'm gonna go back to Goodreads, look at the order and read them again. I mean I <gasps> I just they're pretty delightful. Well you it's like they any other so series, right? You build relationships with the characters yes. and yeah, it's hard right. to it's hard to leave it. But I feel like the best books are the ones that it like you enjoy regardless of how old you are. Like a, yes, if you're a right. good storyteller and, and a lot of authors say that, right? They say, Well, I write the story, I don't think about what age group or mm-hmm. yeah, you know, who it's for. Right. If it's a good story, right. it's a good story. So for me, I think one of the ones that I've been surprised at how well it has stood up over time <laughs> is um, Lois Lowry's Anastasia series. Oh, oh yes. yes. I'm so glad you're talking about it. You know, I haven't read those. I, ju- I read the Giver ones, though. Yeah, you have to read Anastasia. Giver. Gathering Blue. Yeah. Oh, I, is I Anastasia like, better? Yeah, well, oh. Anastasia's different. Like, the Giver kind of reminds me of, like, pre- you know, Hunger Games, like kind of that dystopian Dystopia. society where right. the Anastasia books were at the time sort of like contemporary. Relevant. Yeah. Like they were. Relatable. Well, mm. they, yeah, they weren't like fantasy. They weren't any kind of like science fiction. They weren't mysteries. They're just the story of this this young girl, like figuring out her place in the world, like who she is. And I love that oh. she and her family are so, so witty and quirky yes. and fun and that they take pride in that. They never try to make her, like, ashamed of being a smart girl. 
I wish the right. Krupniks were our neighbors. Like, I yes. the oh, Krupniks yes. are the best. I love them. That's a great last I know. Anastasia Krupnik. Yes. I had a friend read reading me, like, we went, like, at the school library, and she was walking down the shelf reading me the I'll never forget names. Those. And she, she was trying to say Anastasia Krupnik, but she was like, and then there's Anastasia, Anastasia. Anastasia probably would have liked that last night. Yeah. She she might have. The funny thing is wrong. Kerplunk. Kerplunk. Like the humor. (laughs) The humor. Even now, like still, like I, every once in a while, I won't be able to sleep and I'll just like put on something that I really liked as a child. Mm-hmm, and so right. one day I put on Anastasia at your service. Oh, oh my god! god. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> and is that she where she was, meets like, Daphne really... and the grandmother? And is that yes. at your service? Okay. And the bockle goes yes. down the garbage disposal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I still don't know what a bockle is. Do you know it's what a bockle a spoon. is? Okay. Spoon. Have you ever called a spoon a bockle? No. No. Nope. That really There's rich. another name for a fork too. Old lady. Is it did. a dingle, dingle hopper? Dingle hopper. Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved her lists, like yes. in the oh. first book where she would write like the, her lists of things she likes and dislikes, and then it would change. Like she'd revise it over time, so yes. the boys would be in the dislike category, but then she'd cross it out and they go it in, in the, the like. like. <laughs> you know like what? Titles. Anastasia actually dealt with some pretty controversial topics. Oh yes. yeah. Um, and, and in fact, when I was preparing for the episode, I realized I didn't know this, but. That her books were actually on the like top 100 most controversial or banned books. Really? Really? Quite wow. a long time. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I just really liked her books. Yeah. And, and, you know, I guess, I mean, these were written, like the first book was written in the 70s, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Like the mid 70s. Yeah. And they were but written what about up it? like the 80s. Well, what she, about it was she, controversial? A cape, I mean, not explicitly, but a few times she would mention like sex. Or, um, yeah, yeah, but you know, maybe back then, (laughs) yeah, yeah, Americans are very prudish about um, or like you know, uh, there there were a few mentions of Playboy, or um, oh, I kind of do remember that um, when I think of Playboy, though, I think of Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. I know we're not talking about that yet. Yeah, I think I I hope we talk about that tonight. Oh, I will definitely talk about that, okay? Um, but and I don't know, but I love that. I love that series too. I remember the first book. What I found really touching was her relationship with her grandmother. Do you guys remember yes, that? But I was so sad. I don't it was remember. Really sad. I don't her remember. Her grandmother died. Thanks and for she... spoiling it, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been out for like forty <laughs> years. Natalia. Yeah. Well, but I haven't read these books. Well, <laughs> don't know what you'll by the time you read it. You'll still like it. Don't yeah. worry. And plus, you got to read Little House and Anne of Green Gables first. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna go back and reread Babysitters Club first. <laughs> But yes, I thought they did a great job with relationships. I love, yes. like, even the relationship between Anastasia and Sam. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. at first, she was, like, really annoyed. She yes. called him One Ball Riley. Wasn't that what she called him? One Ball Riley. And then she made up his name and her parents. Um, she wrote down uh, the name in her notebook. And yes. Because that was her grandfather's name. 
I forgot Sam. that. Oh, that, she yeah. named him Sam, didn't she? She put yes. the yeah. paper on the baby's chest yes. and named him Sam. I forgot that. So just yeah. it was, this was just after her grandmother passed away, and she named him Sam. Oh, I love yes. it. Anastasia is the best. Mm, it's really so good. good I love the one where she called herself Swifty. <laughs> she was like trying to get a date with this like much older guy, and she's oh, writing yeah. these letters. Oh, that's one of the controversial things. Is that Anastasia Ask Your about. Analyst? Is no, that that's an- Anastasia at this address. Oh, oh I haven't yes, read, I that, read one. that one. I did. I don't think I did. But I love the analyst one too. And that then there's Anastasia on so her good. own, right? I love yes, that there one. is. Anastasia Where she tries to cook own. the fancy dinner and it just does not yeah, go well. It's no good. Yeah. Because yeah. her mom went to some like really like a conference. Really far away, like in like Guatemala or something. It seems like. So when you guys read these kinds of books, do you ever wonder, like, where are these kids' parents while they're doing all this crazy I do. Well, her parents Sometimes. are there. Yeah, her parents are there for a lot of it. Like, yeah. her mom is in Guatemala at one point or wherever she was. I don't remember. But, like, her dad is always around. Her um, dad's an English professor, professor right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, it's not Ooh. one of those series where, like, the parents are never present. And you're always like, wow, don't you have parents? Right, right. You know. Right. Because the series is I'm going to talk about are about orphans. So it makes sense. Well, you know. You know, and, like, <laughs> if we can switch a little bit from Anastasia. So I just read, like, from – I just grew up and never read it since I was a kid. And I read Super Fudge with my oldest son by Judy Bloom. Super mm-hmm. Fudge is so great. Tales and, of a Fourth Grade yes, Nothing. Yes. yes. But it was really interesting reading it, like, because my son is in fifth grade and, you know, Peter's in sixth grade. And the responsibility, like, he rode his bike with his friend at the beginning of the book yeah. to get his school supplies. Like, no parents were there. Right. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Oh, That's not, not mm-hmm. happening. No. Not and today. Like, not fudge, today. Fudge nope, would get into today. these shenanigans at school. And instead of calling their mom, they would go over the PA and say, Peter Hatcher, can you please come to the office? And Peter would help sort it out. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it worked because it was the book. And like, it's a timeless, like you would think, because the book was written in 1980. So yeah. you would think it would be in some ways very like dated and hard to for like, you know, my son who has like electronics at his fingertips and everything else to identify with him. And it the language of the book was so timeless that um it it really still worked. Like it was as good to me. I laughed out loud several times as an adult reading it with him as I did like when right. I was a kid and I read it. And I was still like I mean this one, uh, a couple nights ago, this is my confessions of a bad mother. I all of a sudden <laughs> looked at my watch. We were reading Super Fudge, and we read together every night, and we were reading, and all of a sudden, I realized it was like 1030, and it was a school night, and we ah. just were so into it that I didn't realize it was that late. See, that's no. what Bookity That's a good do. mother. It yeah. is. Yeah. That is a good mother. Yeah. Judy Bloom. Judy Bloom. Yeah. So, when I was preparing my list, I... The first book I put on the list was Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Love it. Yes. So, much. yes. so has everyone read this book? Yes. 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 Yeah. I'm so, hearing quiet so from Natalia. <laughs> Natalia. I've, I've never read, read it. it. I've never okay. read Judy Bloom okay. at all. Let, oh. Okay. Natalia. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, can we Let- can we please like say that I'm considerably younger than all these women? Yes. Okay. So that, yes. That, that's Natalia is considerably younger least- than the rest of us, but none of us are ancient. Yes. It's no. true. I was We're born all in 1992. Yeah. So, okay. So let me set up this story. So Margaret Simon, I think that's her last name. Simon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah her family moves from, I think it's New York City to New Jersey. Um, and she's, she's starting in an entirely new school. She's starting the seventh grade. Um, and she comes from a family where her mother is Christian and her father is Jewish, but she was raised um, without any kind of religious affiliation because they wanted her to choose her religion yeah. when she's old enough to decide for herself. And so the story is basically this like lovely story about her trying to figure out who she is. And she has a school project where she decides to um, explore like different religions to try to figure out her own her own identity so that's kind of at the backdrop of the story but the the other aspect of the story is just her growing up and all the issues that are really uh, relevant to her as a kind of preteen. she befriends this person named nancy nancy, nancy wheeler <laughs> yeah and nancy seems super confident and like she's got everything figured out but you you kind of discover you know, over time that that's not necessarily true. Yeah. And they form this, again, it's this fun little girls group club. Um, and they talk about boys and they talk about bras. <laughs> they talk yes. about okay. getting their first periods and like all the things that, you know. That's where they, that's where they find the playboy. Yes. yes. Meet yes. the playboy in and look at the centerfold. And do you guys remember the the chant they used to sing during the we must, class? We, we must, must we, we must, must we must, we must increase our, our bust. bust. <laughs> yes. So weirdly, you know, and it, it's so true because that. Right. right. But it was amazing to right. have that book because I felt like even though I think it was written significantly before our generation, and I, yeah, I felt I like it was, it was it was quite relevant, and like I loved how she would just have these conversations with God, but not like in a religious way. Like it's yes. just, it's a timeless book that every single woman should read in my opinion. Like, it's just, I don't know. It, it I feel like timeless. Because yeah. those are, I'd love it. Those are kind I'm of, religious. Yeah. Go myself. ahead. I'm religious myself, but I have always, ever since I was a little girl, I, I do pray, you know, but I've always had conversations with God. Like I just talk to God. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's something I would love. Oh, you would love this, yeah, this book it's... is just so well, good. Margaret, like she, she really does have conversations with God. Like she'll be like, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. It's me, Margaret. She, yeah. yeah. She'll talk about her day kind of like diary style. Oh, you know, I like she this. just, it's really nice. And it is timeless because even now, so much has changed, but like oh, any 12, 13 year old girl will relate to that book. Yeah. Do you remember the name of their club? Because I just remembered what it was. No, oh, I don't. Um, the I know that he Oh, yeah. The preteen sensations. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> they all had fake names at first. Oh, oh. yeah. I don't remember. Mavis, this Veronica. One, yeah. Who were the other two? Veronica, mm. Mavis. I remember I Mavis, that's for sure. Mavis. That's awesome. <laughs> Poor Mavis. Somehow Mavis always sticks but out. But then again, I mean, and then you go and like that, that book was timeless. And then like, what about, I'm sure we all read like Sweet Valley Twins and Sweet Valley oh, High. Oh, yes. Yeah, Stacy always made me be Elizabeth. She got to be Jessica. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but they, you know, I and mean, Todd. 
it's hot, hot, and, hot. Yeah. And, but you know, those books, I mean, they were so, those were, I feel like are dated. I don't know now. I mean, they were a perfect size six. You know, people are yes. still reading them. Yes. Really? Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Are they? Art. Oh, my God. Sweet Valley Twins, right? Yeah. Sweet Valley High. Yeah. Well, well, Sweet yeah. Valley Kids, Sweet Valley Twins, Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High. High. Like it University. Yeah, no. so I oh, think my they God. Did there come are university. I've never yeah. read the university. I haven't either. either. But I've but, seen them. Yeah. They, they're, they're becoming, they're coming back for sure. In every I, I think, book, they describe that the twins are a perfect size six. Perfect I know. Oh my god! I haven't been a perfect size six since I was seventeen. <laughs> I don't think I ever so actually was beautiful in those books. Yeah. Like yes. adult, yeah, yes, yes, very yes. adult, um, little dollies. Oh, but it they're was just so many good adventures, though. I really yes, enjoyed they did those a books. lot of really cool things. Yeah. I, oh, although I have to admit, I was kind of disappointed when I went to high school that like my high school experience wasn't was like not, that. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. Like, I know, there was just I, nothing like that in my world. No. I kind of wished mine would have been like that too. But I I don't know. I just I there were so many like every book had a different adventure. And again, it was something where like there was like problem solving and if somebody was mean to someone, then like they had to figure out how to stand up from them, you know, like bullying. There, there was the one bad things in those. Books. Yes, yeah. there was the one. Remember yes. when their probably yeah. Remember when the one when their cousin came to town, Kelly, and that guy oh. got took her after the dance and went up on the hill and was like drunk and like throwing beer bottles and like wanting because he oh, wanted no. her. No, he wanted that. he wanted her to have sex with him and she wouldn't. Yeah, there was a lot of like Uh-oh. very questionable That's things scary. about consent in those books because. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's that one where the Bruce guy, like, I don't know if he does rape Elizabeth or no. if he just, like, tries to. She is willing because she doesn't remember who she really is because she's That's trying to right. be like Jessica because of that motorcycle That's right. accident. Yes. And, but she trips over the end of the bed and hits her head. And then she's like, Bruce, what the heck are you doing? Ew, you're gross. Get away from me. So nothing <laughs> happened. But it was going to happen, and it was oh, like, oh yeah, that's right. And you were like really horrified because you're like, that's not really her. That's just like she's in her wrong mind. Like she's she basically had a head injury. Right. But then like wow. everybody just sort of like fluffed it off. Like oh, hmm, he's a jerk. Oh well, you know, like he mm, he always kind some of, kind of secret message in there. Yeah, yeah. He there was a lot of stuff that you know women girls always had to have boyfriends like you always had to have a date you always yes had to... yes yep you so had I, to go that to, hasn't changed like that hasn't changed these amazingly lavish parties yeah i mean i was really surprised to go to high school and like not go to these parties like every week <laughs> yeah they're right not, they like didn't ex- if they existed i don't know well i to be honest i had a, friends in high school but i was real happy on friday like yeah home and reading a book me too <laughs> we me weren't too. super yeah cool. <laughs> hence why we're all here that's right <laughs> So well, I was I was always doing some kind of music thing. Yeah. Tell us about some of yours because they're different from ours. Yes, yes. very, mm-hmm. very different. I'm kind of like, huh? What am I doing here? <laughs> you know, the one cool thing though I think about children's books is that they are it, what makes children's books so special and so I I feel like harder to write than any other is that they are timeless mm-hmm. because these books are from your generation, but I want to read them. Yeah. <laughs> But speaking of timeless, I'll start by talking about something we've all read. 
that is the highlight of my childhood and that I always talk about and that you'll always hear me talk about. I know, about. but it's cool oh. because you can actually talk about it from a childhood perspective. Like, yes. 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 we were all adults. Yeah. Wait, and this is about a boy. Hello. We I wonder who. <laughs> and his name is Harry Potter. Harry James. Oh my Harry God, who is that? Oh, wow. <laughs> the boy who lived. The yes, boy. The cupboard under the stairs. Uh, yes. Can I just tell you, yes. that was my very favorite. I will never forget this. I hope my son never forgets this either. That's the first series of books we read together all the way yeah. through. Yeah. And do you listen to the books like together? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Because I want to I want to do that with my son. But I, I don't really, I feel like I'm good at reading aloud. I am. But the audiobooks are just so magical. They're so well done. So, so, so Natalia, did you grow up you? with Harry Potter? Like, were you 11 when you started reading it? <laughs> I was actually nine. When yeah, I, I can see that because oh, like nine, so, like it's, it's my dad's fault. Mm. Um, it you know usually things things are. He used to take me and my brother to the movies. My brother and I, because I should actually speak English, right? <laughs> to the movies every weekend, and he took me to see Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, oh, oh so you Stone. so good. So, so you saw the, saw the movie, movie first. Yes, I saw the Sorcerer's Stone first. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I had a vision teacher, Mrs. Schrager, and she goes, oh, you saw the movie. You liked it. Well, you need to read these books. These books are amazing. I'm ordering them all for you right now. And from the first sec- from the first page, I was hooked. I read them in Braille. Wow. So you can imagine these books are long. Huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So for people huge. who aren't familiar with Braille, it would almost be like having a shelf of encyclopedias. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. A yes. lot of volumes. Imagine the fifth this. book is probably. Oh my gosh. Like oh my god. The fifth book. The fifth book was nineteen volumes. Wow. Oh forget. my god. And I, I could only my my poor back could only carry like four or five at a time. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, and my poor father carry telling but, PSA after nine eleven. No, no, these are my daughters. But what did what did bomb. what did that do for you? Like growing up with Harry. Like I'm really curious mm-hmm. because for us it was like a magical world that I went to and got lost in. But they weren't we, my contemporaries. Like right, I feel like we for were you, adults. Me, oh my god, it was just I I can't even explain to you the magic of Harry Potter. It's like I was Harry Potter. First of all, he's a Leo like me. Mm-hmm. Right, I was born in August. He was born in July. And just everything he was going through. I mean, of course, it wasn't like me. I, I'm not an orphan. Your parents aren't the Dursleys, right? You're, 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 you, know, <laughs> you don't I have the Dudley. I mean, I fight the stairs. <laughs> I um, I definitely have an aunt that I could associate with the Dursleys oh. <laughs> for many reasons. But I didn't. I wasn't raised by her, and I didn't have to live with her. <laughs> so yay. You didn't blow and, her up, so that's good. You didn't puff her up into a big floating a balloon. Aunt no. Marge. no, and I, and I did have a, a cousin like Dudley, except you know she, she there was never regret. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. But but um, I don't. It was just it was amazing because I could imagine myself in Hogwarts. You know, I was I was their age when there was, was the ten when Order of the Phoenix came out. But because I had to wait so long between Order of the Phoenix and Half-Blood Prince, I could read them over and over and over and just be there. Having those adventures with them. That's amazing. And it's crazy because even though I was a girl, um, I identified most with Harry. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and not because he was the main character. I just felt like, you know, when he would get mad, I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's right. I'd get mad about this. I'd yell at these people. (laughs) Um, you know, and, and I was surprised, you know, cause I'm a little non, you know, Harry was a little bit non-confrontational. He would keep his thoughts to himself. And then all of a sudden he would, ex- you know, once he was 15, he would, explode. I know it's my favorite book. Like, yes. huh. 
I can do it. And it was just, you know, I, my parents never took me to get the books at midnight. That's the one thing. But they did take me the same day because I wouldn't let them live. Yeah. <laughs> and they, you know, um, and then once and there was just first it was discovering Harry Potter and then discovering Jim Dale. He's the one who oh, read yes. yes. America. So good. Yeah. Discovering Jim Dale and my mother making me wait till Christmas to finish Harry Potter and the order of the it was to the point when it w- I waited till midnight. I'm like, okay, it's Christmas. I don't care about the other gifts. I need Order of the Phoenix, please. And I spent Christmas Day just reading Order of the Phoenix the entire day. I didn't even come Oh, my God. Me. I love it. <laughs> uh, and then I was 15 when Deathly Hallows came out. So by then, <gasps> Harry wow. Potter was a little I was 29. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Harry Potter was oh. a little bit older than me. And that was a book that I cried when I finished. And I, slow- I-, I read it slowly on purpose because yeah. I just didn't want to yeah. finish. And literally when I finished it, I started it again. I remember I didn't want to finish it. No. <laughs> I was like, no. that's no, such I- a great – I mean, we – And my husband ruined it for me, I have to say, because he's like right here and he can probably hear me. <laughs> he ruined it for me. He took my friend's – my friend Allie's book and he read the last sentence to me. <gasps> and I will never forgive him. No, for all is well. <laughs> Uh, no, the the sentence before all okay. as well, which I won't say because I really don't want to yes. spoil it for anybody yeah. that hasn't. Because there are people that haven't read Harry Potter. Oh, I don't know where they are. He made up but, for it. He took yeah. me to London and he took me to the Warner Bros. studio and I got to see the the movies. And because we were newly engaged, they let us open Hogwarts together. And, you know, I just wanted I wanted to go to Hogwarts. And, you know, I would imagine that like I could make a magical place in my tr- a magical kitchen in my trunk because even then i like to cook mm-hmm. and everyone wants and... some molly weasley yeah yes, yes. Oh. yeah well i i would have wanted to know her but i don't i wouldn't have traded my parents no so no i wanted but... to figure out how my parents could be like alive and i could still be like part of this world yes. i'm like bam but my mom wouldn't send me to a boarding school how, how would we make this work you know <laughs> and you know, when you're a kid you can imagine all those yeah. things so it was it was not just the world that I got lost in, but it was my world, my child. Yeah. And even now as an adult, every time I read it, I understand things that I didn't when I was a kid. But it's every time I read them I learn something. It's so something it's new. so layered. Her storytelling is amazing. The way she would right. she would ha- have little hints to things that would happen like five books later. Yep. Yes. Right. And it was just right. It's like ingenious, and even just her story, like J.K. Rowling, like the way this all happened. It happened for her. For her because mm-hmm. She was poor. Right. I mean, she was living on, yeah, welfare, on welfare and just writing this story a on a train, right? And yeah, she would write it. She started writing it. She wrote the first chapter. On I remember that. Yeah, yep. I yes. remember reading that. I my best friend, one of my best friends, just died in December, mm-hmm. and um, you know, since you know, I was born in '92. She was very young, so you don't expect your no. good friend mm-hmm. to die young. Um, right after having her baby and that was really hard and you know what I I couldn't get into a book and I got into Harry Potter and um, in Harry Potter I when I finished reading them I I felt better because she reminded me that even though my friend was dead those who we really loved and those never really leave us oh my god I can't even (laughs) I know I'm not gonna cry it's such a such an important thing to to remember and you know and it's okay and you know depression is a real thing um, and you know, she says that she associates the Dementors to depression. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is yeah. super interesting. And just a lot of really important things, you know, being shy, bullying, standing up for yourself, um, friendship. friendship, how important and special 
friendship is and you know how love at first sight can happen hello ron <laughs> ron hermione <laughs> yes so i know that we yes. are not um speaking too much about the series but so if you look at a book like a series like anne of green gables that was yes. written so many years ago don't you think now they are completely different stories but i feel like in a hundred years people are still going to be reading harry potter like yeah we oh read yes. Anne yes. Of green gables. yes like yes. it's one of those yes. that like it doesn't matter how many things in our world change the no, it, the 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 root of the story, the the message of the story is a timeless mm-hmm. message, just like yep. the Anne of Green right, Gables yep. books. And again, they're totally True. different, but it's just very definitely different. the series of this century is Harry yes. Potter. Yes, yes. yes. Right. yeah. And uh, you know, it, even Alan Rickman. Yes. Oh, yeah. He, um, may he rest in peace. He was Snape in the movies. He said that that he would be old with his wife sitting on a rocking chair and. I don't remember how the quote was, but it was very nice. A very nice thing that he said. And Harry Potter would still be his life. It's just so... And he was the best Snape. All right, Natalie. All right. So when I was young, I don't remember reading too many books that involved characters with disabilities or diverse characters in general. Um, Especially back in the 80s and 90s. I just don't remember there being that much. Um. And so Jean Little is a Canadian author who's written many, many, many fabulous books. Yes. As Shannon knows. Yes, she makes me so happy. Yeah. And she happens to also be blind. And she wrote this fabulous book called From Anna. So From Anna is basically the story of a 10-year-old girl named Anna. And her family is German. And they, this happens during the 1930s. 40s so during world war ii and they come to canada from germany um and so world war ii is kind of in the background of the story and so their their family is dealing with the fact that they've now moved to this new country and a new culture and all the children have to learn english including anna and also just dealing with you know all the all the difficulties surrounding World War II and being a German family. And Anna has uh, siblings. I think she has two or three brothers. I can't remember precisely how many siblings she has, but she has older siblings. Um, And Anna is always kind of talked about as a very clumsy girl. Like she's very, so her nickname is Awkward Anna. Oh, Oh, wow. And... So when she starts at her new school, she's having a really hard time. She doesn't speak English. She doesn't know anyone. Um, But she also finds out um, that the reason why she's so clumsy is because she has a visual impairment. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And so so the story kind of deals with her her and her family uh, discovering this diagnosis and and her becoming more confident as a consequence because she's given classes and she uh, meets with a vision teacher. And it's not really, it's not really about her blindness. Like the story doesn't, there's a lot going on, but it's really a story about Anna becoming more confident. And um, there, there are things that kind of unfold that help her develop as a character. And it's just a lovely story about a blind character that's a really positive portrayal and there aren't these kind of like 
um, stereotypes, stereotypes yeah. and there's no stigma around it. And it's just a lovely That's story. Amazing. And I think everyone I should read it. They should. I love the glimpses of like Little's own life that we yes. see in from Anna that like, if you've read um, her memoir, Little by Little, yes, you kind of recognize like the whole That's thing cute. about little like, by little. weaving mm-hmm. the, the, what is it they're weaving? Like a, like a oh, foot web stool or a something. Oh, I don't remember what they're weaving. Um, Hammock? No, no, like no, a, no. It's like a project that they're making in school. Oh, a basket. Yes, yes. A basket, yes. A basket, and a hammock, you yellow? know. Yeah. So she, <laughs> you know, and then you see that. But if you read the memoir, you also see that, like, when Jean Little herself was a child, like, she had a similar project. And the effect that being able to give something to her mother as a gift that she made and that could be, yes. like, valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just, I, I really, I really enjoyed that. I love most of her books, even if they don't necessarily, like, deal with disability they deal with children whose life circumstances set them apart a little bit yes right and they're just so so good i am sad that she's not writing no anymore um because i there I is a love her a lot yes uh um, listen for the singing uh yes that's it yes yes so that's awesome. i think some of her books are out of print unfortunately but like libraries, I'm guessing would still have definitely them. not in Canada. They're still available here. Oh, good because I know yes. here also, a lot of them, you know, are not not as readily available. She has this um, other children's book. It's for younger readers. I think maybe about six, seven years old. All about raising a guide dog puppy. Oh, oh I love the, it. the guide dog's name is Shakespeare. Oh, oh I love it. It's cute. So. Yeah, that is. So and funny. now, could you relate to the character at all? I mean, I know that you weren't leaving Germany and coming here to Canada, <laughs> but I mean, like, did did you feel like you could relate to parts of her story growing up? Like, yes, yes, I really did feel that way. And the the nice thing is actually that it was a teacher that introduced this story to me, and she actually decided. And I was in the fourth grade as well, I think, at the time, mm-hmm. and she actually decided to read it with the class. Like she chose it as oh. one of the books that the class would all read together. Oh, I love it. Um, awesome. Because I, mean, I love teachers that pick good books. Yeah. And I think because looking back, I think students probably had questions about disability and visual impairment. And, and it's, it's just an, a great opportunity to have this amazing book that talked about things what like that, but in a really um, just really nice fun way so from anna is a great book i think everyone should read it i will what an awesome teacher yeah Yeah. that's that's such a you know subtle way of of opening a a discussion and 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 teaching kids at the same time what a how wonderful do you have one more natalia i do i do and so harry potter when i finished the first four I was very depressed and I thought that was it <laughs> I know then I got back to school after the summer and Mrs. Schrager's like no that's not it we're just waiting for the next one <laughs> awesome so yeah I had to wait six months for Order of the Phoenix to be to be made into Braille because you know it was a big book 870 pages and while I waited 
she ordered me these new books that I had never heard of, and they are called A Series of Unfortunate Events by Lemony Snicket. So everybody told me I should read these with my son. You, you yeah. have to. I can't believe you haven't oh, yet. Oh, I will. I, I'm using my future mom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you must do. Okay. So these books are about these three uh, children. They're the Vaudelaire children. And they're rich. They live in a mansion with their parents. Really happy life. And then their mansion burns down. And their parents die. This is not oh, oh. the book jacket. And they're orphans now. And it's about all of their adventures. Um, in the first book, you know, they since they're orphans, they have to be fostered by somebody. So they get fostered by Count Olaf. And he's not a great human. <laughs> And so we have to read about their adventures. But what's really cool about them is that each one has some kind of talent. Like um, Violet is an inventor. She likes to invent things. Uh, and she can invent anything out of anything. So it's really cool. And Klaus is into books. He can research and find the answers to anything. I mean, he's just kind of like a walking encyclopedia. And Sunny is a toddler. So she can't really talk. But she has she likes to bite, but not like you know biting people but she likes to use her teeth kind of like as her tools and she also does have make up her own words so she can't speak clearly and her siblings understand her so it's it's very cool because they're they're siblings and you know they're very united and i like that i like you know seeing united mm-hmm. siblings and of course and what i really think is great for kids about these books is that lemony snicket so lemony snicket is not the actual author lemony snicket is a character in these novels which we find out later but you could probably find out now so i didn't spoil <laughs> anything and he he has this extensive vocabulary but not only that whenever he uses a a word that's that's perhaps something that's not you know, something kids would know, he defines it. Um, you know, this word here means, but it's not, he doesn't define it in a way that's like, okay, now we're going from books to dictionary. Dry and he, science. Yeah. No, he, I'm dry. He keeps it, he keeps it in the, in the context of the book. And it's so cool because you're going on these adventures with these kids and you're expanding your vocabulary and your vernacular so, 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 so much. And, you know, when I started reading them, I think there were like six or seven of them out. And, of course, I went through them. I, I think I got four four of them, and I went through them, and Harry Potter wasn't done, and I wanted more. And I had to wait for those, too. My oh. God. I'm so happy I don't have to wait anymore. Yes. For books. <laughs> and while I was waiting for those, I had all these books in my house that were, donate, that were donated to me that I hadn't tried yet. And they were the Goosebumps novels by R.L. Stein. And they were scary and they were awesome. And I had so many of them and I'm just giving them like an honorable mention, but um, they're kind of like horror books for kids, but situations that can definitely like, you know, happen. You know, there's one about somebody who falls asleep. Every time he falls asleep, he wakes up in a different reality. Uh Um, Mm -hmm. My favorite one is don't forget me where they move into this old house and the house is cursed and it makes, um, it makes, if you live there, you eventually get forgotten. Um, by everybody who knew you which was my favorite one I loved that book so much it was so scary and you know yeah all all of these books really made up my childhood you know and then there's like this very interesting time in your life that kind of bridges like the childhood books to the adult books 
And the author right. that did this for me, and I know for Sarah, and I think for Shannon, I don't know, but yes. um, her books, her Lois Duncan. Um, yes. Fabulous. I love her so much. Like her books are very timeless. Um, and I'll tell you how I know this in just a second. But the book I want to talk about, it's just interesting that, you know, as you're kind of growing toward adulthood, there's certain books that you learn different things about yourself. And the first time I ever got like the adult feels in a book, like, Ooh, that's sexy or whatever it was. And one of it was a Lois <laughs> Duncan book. And we read this one yes. repeatedly and it was called stranger with stranger my with face. my face. Yes. yes. And I love that book so much. And it was terrifying. And I don't know why I loved it because there was an evil twin in it, which is never cool, but and you know, it worked in this book and I actually, you're going to all laugh at me, but I, um, I just bought it yesterday and I reread it for this episode. <laughs> I wanted to know, like, is it still as amazing as I thought it was when I was like 12? And the answer is yes. And, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, not, I didn't get the feels for the 18 year old boy this time around, I have to say, but uh, you know, good. Uh, yeah, right. That would have been scary. But anyway, you know, the, the writing, would have been it weird. would have been, but the writing was so timeless. Um, it was written in 1981 and just everything wow. that happened though. And, and, you know, the, the teenagers, I felt like were much more responsible and mature, yeah. but yes. Not in that angsty way that is so annoying in so many young adult books now. And no, we give them too many gadgets. Now, <laughs> the thing and we don't we don't let their brains the, develop. The only life. thing that really made me giggle about this book now because the writing was great, the story was fabulous, the the romance was sweet and delightful. But the one thing that was funny to me is um, she's trying to find out information about this twin. Um, mm -hmm. the main character is and it makes me laugh because nowadays we just go to the internet. But in this yes. book in 1981. They, they couldn't do that. Of astral you can't Google no. the phone like, book. Right. It was astral projection and a long distance phone call. And that's yeah. how she figured out what happened to the twin. But anyway, it just to me, it was like her books were such a bridge, you know, as I was going from yes. like more of the childhood reads to more of my romance. And like these were my early romances, Locked in Time and Stranger with My Face. Oh, my God. Locked in Time. Don't Look Behind You. Yeah. Don't Look yeah. Behind yeah. You is my favorite. Yeah. I, that was our the first whole, one we like, read. Witness protection for yeah. everything. Yep. It was I well also done. really liked Down a Dark Hall. Yes, oh, yes. That was creepy. Alexa, that was kind of like my like, creepy boarding school book that yep. I, I loved a lot. <laughs> yep. You know, so it's just and interesting. Daughters this... of Eve is the revenge one. Oh. See, I can see like so many of the things that I love I now. did not like Daughters of Eve. I don't think that one was upsetting. I, I don't did think... finish it. Did I finish it? I don't remember. No, no. it was upsetting, but... Anyway, I, I just thought it was a neat way to bridge, like, you know, all the childhood books that, you know, are still so great and everything, but then moving toward, More you know, adult. The, yes. the books that sort of formed my foundation of, like, the genre that I would end up loving pretty much exclusively was because of Lois Duncan, so... I didn't have a bridge. I jumped right into the I know. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> and that book was kind of creepy, Stranger with My Face. It was. Yeah, it like was. A, a ghosty yeah. twinny. Ghosty yes. evil yes. twinny. Yes. Yes. Um, but you have to kind of feel sorry for her a little bit because, like, she was not the she was not picked by the adoptive mom. Like, right. You know, mm -hmm. it was like a kind of Aww. nature versus nurture. They were nurture. separated. Yeah. 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 Birth. Sad. So. Sad. so I have to say one sad. thing without discussing a whole series because we could talk about these books forever. Mm -hmm. But um, I feel like we can't have an episode about childhood books without at least mentioning. Ramona Quimby. Oh, oh yes. yes. Of course. Yeah. And so, Beezus. Yes. Oh, Ramona and Beezus. So I just want to say one thing that I have never forgotten, and I read these books when I was five, 
So Ramona goes to kindergarten, and there's a girl <laughs> in it named Susan. Susan. I know what you're going to tell. tell it. <laughs> so there are so many things I could say, but the only thing I will tell you, this is what I think of when I think of Ramona Quimby. Mm-hmm. Boing, thought Ramona. Oh, the, the her yes, curls. Yes. Her curls. Yes. But here's oh. the thing. And we met a girl. I, I just feel like that'd be a great cartoon. Yeah. In yes. first grade. So Sarah and I, obviously, were little blind twins in first grade. And we met a girl oh in first grade named Susan. And we were kind of awkward and unintentionally awkward. And all I was thinking about Ramona Quimby. And one of us said to her, can I feel your hair? Because we thought for sure she was going to have the same curls as Susan. Susan in the pink. And she had short, straight hair. And I have never, I think that was like so the biggest disappointment of my life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Because Ramona so could great. not help it. She's like, I need to, I need to touch those curls. I need to, Boing. like, let them spring. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love how they live on Clickatat Street. Clickatat, yes. yes. It's like the best name. Yeah. And you know, God, you guys, that is the we best didn't name. say anything about James Harriet or Little Women, but oh, OMG. No. Like, just oh, everyone should time. read all of these things. Yes. Should. A Wrinkle in Time. And we, we didn't mention The Princess Diaries by Meg Cabot. I have, oh, to, I say, I have to say something about Amelia Bedelia. <gasps> oh, yeah. Yes. Because oh, my gosh. Just you know, really... I've actually read Amelia Bedelia. <sighs> it's just like. I can't a... believe. These books are hilarious. <laughs> I mean, like, they are hilarious. So if I were to pick one up now, I would still crack up laughing. because I think I would, yeah. And I don't I feel know like... how, how much they're read today. I don't think um, so. Um, they are read at some point because they read them in my son's class. Oh, good. Yeah. Yes. Oh, awesome. But I feel I, I'm like, going to read them with my son. I feel sure. like Amelia Bedelia is like the adult Junie B. Jones. Mm-hmm. Right. I love Junie B. Jones. See, we could just sit here literally and just keep shouting about children's books for the entire night. Uh-huh. This is this is like the beauty of authors whose books will stand the test of time. I know it's more about, you know, reads from your childhood, but I mean, Mm -hmm. any of these books, Amelia Bedelia, James Harriet, Little Women, you know, Junie B. Jones, Ramona, Harry Potter, Potter, (laughs) you know, any of the books that we've talked about tonight, I feel like we could go back and read them right now as adults with the experiences that we have and still laugh and cry just because they are so amazing. So everyone read to your children. Yes. Yes. yes, yes, that that should be the ultimate, and and foster that best... love of reading yes. for the next generation. Yes, mm-hmm. it's the best bonding experience. Yep. The believe me, YouTube will not do it better. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for us tonight. Thank you to Stacy, Sarah, Natalie, and Natalia for having such a delightful conversation with me this evening. And talking so much about such great, great books. Thank you to Christine for the amazing editing I know she will do (laughs) on this little episode. And of course, thanks to all of you who have joined us on the Book Bistro journey. We appreciate it so very much. If you want to let us know what you think, um, you can definitely leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or whichever other platform you use to access the show. It helps people find us. It also just lets us know how we're doing. And both of those things are good. So everyone take care. Have a fantastic week. I will be back next Tuesday morning with more new release information. And some number of us will be back on next Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody.